Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I am your host, Jana Denton-Howes, and it's an absolute delight to have you here. I'm a marriage and intimacy educator, as well as a creator of the Wanting It More program, which has helped thousands of women who are married to men want and enjoy it more in the bedroom. You know, having low desire was something that I personally struggled with for years in my marriage, so I absolutely get it all. You are not alone. Just a heads up, I use all the words in this podcast, so if you've got little ears around or you're in public setting, you may want to pop in some earbuds. I hope you enjoy the episode. Before we get into the episode today, I want to share some exciting news. In preparation for our June-July round of Wanting It More, I'm hosting a free live introductory class called Wanting It More 101, Increase Interest and Enjoyment Without Pressure or Guilt. This would be fantastic for you to attend if you like the themes on the podcast and want a more in-depth, step-by-step look at how to want and enjoy sex more. There will be a live Q&A at the end, which is actually the only opportunity other than within my program to get your questions answered by me personally in real time. You can join as a couple or alone, whatever works best for you, but the class is directed towards women who are married to men. It's 90 minutes long and the two times I'm offering it are on Monday, May 15th at 5 p.m. Pacific time and Thursday, May 18th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. There will be a recording, but I really encourage you to attend live because it's incredibly powerful and healing to be in a space with hundreds of other women who understand what you're going through. The feedback I receive usually says something like, oh my gosh, I finally realized I'm not alone. Because, you know, with this topic, we all feel very alone and like our situation is very unique. So to go to register, to register, go to janetandhenhouse.com slash free class. The link will also be in the show notes. It is on Zoom, but for this class, I do use a special feature so that your video and audio is not on. And unless you choose to participate in the chat with your real name, nobody will know you're there. I really can't wait for these classes. I only get to run them three times a year and they're honestly so much fun. So if it feels like a good next step for you, go ahead and grab a spot and I'll see you there. And also, I hope you enjoy the episode today. Welcome back to the Wanting It More podcast. Today, we have another conversation. I was going to say amazing conversation, but I don't want to put any pressure on our guest today. <laughs> we'll have a regular, vulnerable, open conversation as we do on this podcast. And uh, today, Kara is joining us. Kara was a recent graduate of the program. I don't know. That's a weird thing to say. Alumni. Well, she recently did want to get more, whatever we're going to call that, because it's a lifelong journey. So um, I'll just quit rambling here and we'll let Kara introduce herself. Uh, so we we know a little bit a little bit more about her before we talk about sex. Hi, everyone. I'm Kara. I am a Kiwi, as you can obviously probably tell from my accent. Um, <laughs> can't really hide that one. I have been married for about six years, coming up seven years. Um, I have two beautiful daughters. Um, my youngest is six months old and my oldest is two and a half. Um, it's very busy. I'm a stay-at-home mum at the moment um, and I actually love it, but it is also extremely challenging. Um, yeah. Oh, that's me. <laughs> that those early days are challenging. They, yeah. Um, are you getting sleep? We have just sleep trained, and um, she's had four nights of sleeping through till five, and we actually haven't managed. We've managed to keep her in bed till seven all of those days. So it's been amazing. I actually feel a little bit more human. <laughs> oh, I remember that very clearly for me the girls would sleep through the night pretty well but getting them to sleep was torture it was hours of bouncing on a exercise ball and making the room sound like a womb with all the white noise and dark blackout curtains and then you would finally get them to sleep and you'd think they'd be sleeping and then you tried to transfer them and they'd freaking wake up <laughs> Yeah, she's pretty good at going to sleep. It's been a lot of night wakings and expecting to be fed. And so been trying to like be like, no, you don't need it anymore. 
<laughs> so yeah it's tough yeah we also had a sleep consultant I know that's very controversial to talk about sleep training and stuff but yeah. <laughs> you know I think every family finds their own dynamic and we we got help for both of our kids because I was... we've used a course because um... I was just like I don't know what to do <laughs> I'm at a loss I know. And why not reach out for education and support, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Just like with sex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we dive a little bit into just early days for you? What was it like as a child with the topic of bodies and sex and all of that with your family and maybe even into teenage years and, you know, all those fun times? <laughs> Um, so I grew up in a Christian family, um, so I've never really known life without believing that there's a God. Um, my parents didn't, They, for one, they pulled me out of um, all of the sex education classes around my puberty years. I didn't go through puberty till I was quite old, around 16. Um, so at 11 and 12, I was a little girl and they definitely did not want the schools at the time teaching me about sex. They wanted to do that themselves. I think, especially being from a Christian household, I felt that they did quite a good job. Um, I'd never really, I felt quite secure in my body. I definitely never had any trauma in my life. Um, it was a very, uh, lovely upbringing um and then as I became a teenager it became very apparent how sheltered I was how much I didn't know I felt quite embarrassed with a lot of my friends they were all talking about having sex with their boyfriends and all these different things and reading magazines and this stuff and I honestly felt quite overwhelmed by it um that's where my journey started. I had been told that it was wrong to um, be sexual in any way, I guess, um, before I was married. But as a 17, 18-year-old girl who was being bombarded with it from every direction, I started some self-exploration but felt so guilty and so dirty for it. I felt like I had to hide about it. I didn't really know how to ask friends about it. Um, there was one or two friends that I was quite open with, um, but again, they weren't Christians. I felt like they weren't going to judge me, but I certainly didn't talk about this with my Christian friends. Um, so moving forward to before I got married, I remember getting into my my first proper relationship with my now husband um I had never kissed anybody um and so it was pretty special being able to and he had never kissed anybody either so we both came into this not really knowing anything <laughs> um so it was actually really special and I'm very very grateful that we both did wait for each other in that respect um and my conversation with my parents was very it's going to be painful you'll never enjoy sex until you've had children um all those sorts of things so it was pretty i don't, i, I want to say the word damaging I've talked with my mum about this um, and I said, I don't blame you because it, it is the culture that they were taught to teach us. Um, the church backed it up. It was very much, you know, wait for sex till marriage. And by the way, you also have a duty to your husband, but you're probably not going to like it. Um, that's how it felt anyway. Um, whether that's exactly what was said to me, it's how I took it, it's how I lived it. Um, when we got married, uh, we did not have penetrative sex until uh, three months down the line, and I ended up seeing a doctor 
because I honestly thought I was broken. It was incredibly painful. I just got so anxious and so nervous around it that it kind of robbed us of the joy of even just learning to um, be with each other uh, in a way that wasn't as boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, We had uh, mucked around a little bit while we were dating and we both held a lot of guilt for that. Um, We, again, felt like we had crossed boundaries that we had put in place and, yeah, it was... um, pretty hard like we up until we took this course uh, really struggled to even talk about sex within our marriage like it existed obviously but it wasn't something that either of us particularly enjoyed wanted to initiate wanted to talk about had the words to use um we both held so much guilt and even though we were married it still felt wrong in a way um like are we actually allowed to do this and what is it that we're allowed to do because you know what is sex and and we grappled with this each independently and now together as a married couple coming from that christian background of like you know oral and touching and all of that stuff like where's the line where it's suddenly sex and it's suddenly not like um so it had had really caused quite a lot of uh strain in our marriage like I would say our marriage is probably pretty darn fantastic um I couldn't have asked for a better husband he is so helpful (laughs) um when I'm talking with my friends I'm like uh, I'm the trouble in the relationship the one who doesn't do the dishes and uh, doesn't want to get involved in things um So, yeah, I'm very, very blessed with him. But this was definitely, um, in a biblical sense, we used to say it was the thorn in our side. It was the thing that we just were never, ever going to get past. And, yeah, I I think it was one of the things that I specifically remember, um, I guess to share a story, was after my first daughter, um I ended up having a cesarean I was then like oh no sex is going to be horrible for the rest of my life because I have to have cesareans and now that I haven't had a natural birth like oh it's obviously just going to be awful um (laughs) so that was that feeding and I became incredibly um stuck on body image I was felt very ugly like my body hadn't performed I now had the scar I was in a lot of pain um it took a long time to recover from that uh and I had promised that I would do something about our sex lives um but I genuinely went to my husband one day and said, look, if you need to go and see a prostitute if that is going to save our marriage then you can do that I mean he was horrified like he was like how could how could you say that to me and I said I cannot lose you I do not want to lose you I love you too much and if this is the thing that will save our marriage please do something because I can't provide for you here I I can't do this for you I'm clearly broken it's just not going to happen. Um, I knew that we wanted more than one child, so we were going to have to figure that out at some point. Um, but I just, yeah, that's that's how far down the track I had gone um, and how hurt and broken I felt. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I feel like there has been research done that does correlate this sort of the education that you received about sex with painful intercourse. Have you read anything about that or what are your thoughts about that? Um, I haven't read too much into it, um, but I did go and I eventually found this amazing doctor. I changed doctors. I found a female doctor who specializes around sex. She works um 
uh, doing all of the sex um, stuff in the hospital as well, gynecology. Um, and she was so helpful. Like we sat down, I cried, and she said to me, you're not broken. This is a condition. We can fix it. <sighs> and for the first time, I was like, really? <sighs> we can? <laughs> so I knew she talked a lot about, she's like, it starts as psychological, but it actually has a physical outworking. So you're not going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I honestly thought I was going crazy. I thought I was doing this to myself or making it happen. Mm-hmm. And in a way, yes, I was, but not because I wanted it to. Um, they talk, She talked a lot about how my anxiety was then causing these spasms that basically would just be, it was expecting pain, so it was creating pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so she said, strip it right back don't have penetrative sex and um I'm so happy I'm grinning from (laughs) ear to ear that that was her advice (laughs) yeah and find ways to enjoy each other and just go from there and if it ends up there that's great but it should end up there because it's pleasurable not because you feel like you have to go there um so I actually ended up seeing her quite regularly she also recommended that if things didn't work out with what she had put in place that there was other options as well to go see physios and all of that stuff I never got there because I ended up having another child Mm. um so it's an area that I still want to look into because uh yeah penetration is off the cards for us at the moment because it is painful for Mm. me yeah oh my gosh I'm so happy that you got that advice (laughs) way way too often I hear the opposite is when women go to their doctors um they're just basically told to bear and endure and it it's just something you have to do so oh my gosh if you ever run into her again just (laughs) please on my behalf (laughs) profusely thank her for the work she's doing because that's exactly what women need to hear she's honestly amazing she chat she started my journey of healing because to be told you're not crazy and you're not broken is just that's the power that you need as a woman that's what you need to hear because I I just I thought that it was normal and she's saying no it's not normal and let's go on a journey to fix it (laughs) yeah oh it's just such a relief when you find somebody like that who can just hold your hand reassure you not freak you out even more not you know take your concern seriously but also don't blow it out of proportion in terms of your life you know wow so good so um yeah that's interesting what you said about your husband how he is like kind of the rock star in the relationship <laughs> um, because I think a lot of women also think uh, oh it's because of my husband I mean we think we we say all these things so it's nice that you know you're in this dynamic where he was sounds like he was fully on board for any changes or a hundred percent like he I did the free class and he was in the kitchen at the time making lunches so he was listening in and at the end he turned to me and he said is that something you'd want to do and I said yeah I think I would and he's like okay let's look into it it sounds really good Jenna sounds like she knows what she's talking about (laughs) and it sounds really practical and like you could really learn from it and I was like awesome (laughs) I think he was more like supportive of it um than I expected uh mm-hmm. we we did look at the cost of it and I thought oh my god I can't spend that much especially when I converted it to New Zealand dollars I know but um then when we looked at the cost of counseling because that was where I was heading um mm-hmm. as I said I'd promised I would do something about it so I was like I'm looking for something um And I'd mentioned that in a conversation and good old computer doing its work and hearing my conversations popped you up on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I know whenever I hear that it, it's equally creepy and equally like yes I'm glad I, I, know. I was way. like I was just talking about this last night and now it's here <laughs> um but yeah so I what looked at the counseling course and was just like oh it's pretty much equivalent if you think about I took broke it down into well the two you know kickoff call and the and the um gosh, losing my words, other uh, call, coaching call. Um, and then like the coursework and all of that and the videos. And I thought, you know what, like this is, if a, a counselor could do this, I'd be seeing them for years. Um, Cause you only really see them like once a week, sometimes once a month. Um, and I really wanted something practical. So I guess that's how I ended up doing the course. <laughs> oh, it's always really interesting for me to hear how the journey that women take um, to get to this place right now where we're able to have this conversation. What was the timeline between seeing that doctor and then um, signing up for the class? Um, well, I saw that doctor two years ago. Um, I'm still seeing her. She's my regular doctor. Um, so she worked with me to the point that I could get uh, I guess have penetrative sex to get pregnant again okay. and then from from the moment I got pregnant till I signed up for the course it was yeah no go not going there um but yeah so uh, two two years ago um from here yeah and so had you taken her advice to sort of broaden out the idea of sex into other more pleasurable things not really. Um, we had tried, but of course I was still living with every time that it was even mentioned, I just felt guilty. I felt like I wasn't providing the normal sex um, that was expected. And we just didn't, we just couldn't communicate about it. It was awkward. We'd just end up fighting and or crying and I'd roll over and be like, I don't want to talk about this anymore he'd get annoyed and the next morning we'd just pretend it never happened um and so try you, again in a month's time you know right yeah um, yeah the cycle would continue yeah that's uh, such a relatable common experience for so many women myself included yeah just just the the conversations that go nowhere you basically could hit a record a play button on record and just go back and forth yeah he said it was like the eye rolling as soon as it was even insinuated mm. like um it was yeah and I just felt awful all the time mm. um like I should I should want this yeah he's good looking yeah he's a nice like, guy I really love him. Like I should want to be intimate with him. Yeah. Why don't I want like why every time that it's even suggested am I like I literally want to run out of this house and lock myself in the car like and drive mm -hmm. off. I, mm -hmm. I don't I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want to go there. It's not going to end well. I don't know why we're bothering. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> For years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All of that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so how are things now? <laughs> what what have you learned? Um, what are tell us a little bit more about your journey um through wanting it more and just kind of your unique um aha moments and maybe some challenges as well? Well, it's completely different. I'm not doing any running out the door or locking myself in the car or think even thinking that I want to do that. Um, I was really struck right from the get-go. I couldn't believe the changes within weeks. It was amazing. Um, I think it took, like the first week was amazing, doing that compassion letter, actually understanding the root of why I felt like I did um all the talk about what media had fed us and then looking into the purity culture stuff um it was really crazy because I've actually had a conversation with my mother-in-law about this and she was really um like <gasps> I I wouldn't have taught my son that like 
it's so bad. And um, she did all her own research and she's like, wow, I just hadn't thought about how this affected people. Um, so she, that was sorry. really. So she was like, she was thinking about how she did teach him or yeah, I'm feeling like, a little bit horrified by that or like having some new well, epiphanies. First, yeah. At first she was like taken back, like, um, I would never have wanted you guys to struggle with this. Mm. What do you mean you're struggling? Um, and then she went away and she did some research. And about three days later, she texts me and she was like, I'm so sorry. And mm. I support you guys. And I can't believe what purity culture has actually done or how the church has impacted you. Um, and she's like, I just don't feel like I did enough. Mm. Um, but it was just really, like, empowering. And I'm quite an open person, so I did have conversations with my mother and my mother-in-law because I wanted to bring healing in those areas. Mm. I didn't want it to. I was like, no, this can't be a taboo subject anymore. Like, this isn't a taboo subject in my life. I'm, I'm talking to my friends, like, within boundaries and limits mm -hmm. but I'm saying hey if you need to have a conversation I'm here because I am so 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 sick of this being a subject that as women we're meant to be embarrassed about talking about or not being able to know that we're like not alone I've talked to a couple of friends and they're like oh I didn't I thought I was in this myself and I'm mm -hmm. like you really aren't. Like, really I've now aren't. got a pile of you. I honestly could have, like, a meeting. <laughs> a pile how of many, you. <laughs> how many people need this? And I've been telling, like, everyone, I'm like, you need to do this cause. <laughs> <laughs> so were you um, open before? I, I've always, yeah, I've opened with my people. Mm. Um, I'm just certainly, I people would actually call me quite shy. Um, apart from when I'm one-on-one -on -one with somebody, I'm a deep person. Like I, I don't like talking about the weather and stuff yeah. like that. It has to be, I want to know like how someone ticks, um, how they work and what's actually going on in the world. So, so how do I you bring it like, up with your friends? Um, I so, well, recently it's been, some of them have said, oh, you seem different you seem happier and I'm like oh well I've been doing I did this course or I've been doing this course and it's about sex <laughs> and some of their faces are like oh my god and at those moments like then I just leave it there and if they want to ask questions they can ask questions and if they don't that's all good but actually most of them have wanted to ask questions and they want to know and um, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty, it's actually been really cool. That is so cool. I want to know more about that. So do you, what, how do you introduce what you've been doing? Um, I just explain a little bit about when I've been talking about the different pathways. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I've just used what I've learned. So, you know, having compassion for myself and actually treating myself like I would a friend because um, I think it was Body Week where I realized how internally horrible I am to myself, um, how I treat myself like an enemy. And I wouldn't even treat an enemy like I treat myself. Um, I was pretty horrifically horrible to myself, to be honest that change of actually going, man, would I say that to a friend? So why am I saying that to my body? Why am I treating myself like this? Why am I punishing myself for something that actually isn't a fault? Like, um, yeah, that sort of thing. I guess I shared about, um, I just kind of talk through the path, like the pathways a little bit and say, these are kind of the six things that we work on and it works towards connection rather than sex and sex being um, like I said, it, it really broadened my view of what sex is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, sex is no longer, you know, put your penis inside me, please. <laughs> um, I think so. One funny story. Um, so we have XDs, which I know you've talked a bit about. Um, but like one of our date nights, I guess we um found some fireworks in the garage one night. Um, well, one day when we we're cleaning up, and he actually said, uh, "Can we like maybe play with these during our XD?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, sure." Okay, so we went outside after the kids were in bed and we lit some fireworks. And I, I thought they were going to be these really cool ones, like, and he did too, like, that we're going to, like, shoot up and be awesome. And we, like, lit it, and it just kind of, like, fizzed and fizzled. And my husband turns to me and he goes, it's kind of like an example of sex, isn't it? You're expecting, like, this lovely explosive firework, and instead you get a fizzle. <laughs> And I just like we laughed for so long, and I mean it was hilarious. <laughs> but I've really taken that with me that actually, you know, it doesn't have to be explosive or crazy. I love what you say about it just being that slightly more positive than neutral. Um, yeah, yeah, taking all the pressure. <laughs> I don't know if I answered the question there. <laughs> really good I liked it yeah I I think well I guess I asked about talking to your friends because it's pretty rare it can even even folks who go through wanting it more and they practice talking about sex with these random strangers that they're in the course with uh even then it can feel really intimidating because there is this cultural shame about not wanting sex much and having low libido and um, you know, sort of having to admit that you took a course called wanting it more is a big step. I had some friends that we had talked about it before. Okay. I think um, one conversation I had uh, before wanting it more, literally the week before, um, I was talking with a friend and uh, we were talking about, you know, having young children and just not wanting to go there and pressure and all of that. And I remember saying to her, and I feel I, I actually had to ring and apologize after starting the course. I remember saying to her, but we have a duty and, you know, we need to show up. And I was saying all the things that I believed and had been taught, you know, um, like we we have to turn up because we have to, keep our husbands faithful and all of that stuff and the I just I felt so after I'd started the course I just felt so sad that that was my truth Mm -hmm. that I had honestly believed that it was my responsibility to maintain my husband's faithfulness and that I had a duty to turn up I mean it's coming out a little bit at the moment. I know they're talking about it through some of the church circles, this rape culture. Um, and it's pretty intense. Like when I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, like what? You can't say that. But as I was doing them, I suddenly realized like, yeah, but it kind of is. Like I would never want to put that on my husband mm-hmm. that he did that or anything like that because he didn't. But I can see how it can become that, like, because I felt like I had to submit to him. I had to provide for him. And it wasn't a choice. It was I had to. Um, This was my duty as a wife. And, yeah, so I guess I had to call a few friends and say, I I know that we've talked about some of this stuff in the past, and this is what I've said, and I don't believe it anymore. And if you want to talk more about it, please ask, because I don't want us to live like this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. What a powerful full circle moment for you to go from learning that as a kid to trying desperately to follow that advice as an adult um, to now going back and being this compassionate, kind 
voice of truth. Ah, so good. I just love these ripple effects. I just I could hear about them forever. Yeah. So what, just so that people listening can hear your new viewpoint, what do you feel like um, now about that? Like about the duty and being a good wife sort of? I think one of the biggest moments that we had was I had to have the conversation with him and I said, I am no longer responsible for your orgasm. Yeah. Oh, it was so freeing. Like I get the shivers and jitters now just thinking about it. Um, I wasn't sure how he was going to feel about it, especially coming from this purity culture where we felt like we had to be involved in every sexual activity together. I mean, that's a huge topic in itself. Um, And so, yeah, that moment where it was like, wow, I'm not, I'm not responsible. And now it's become a want, not a have to. Mm. Like, I have a choice. If I want to be involved, if I want to give him an orgasm, then that's great. Do it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But if I don't, I actually, I don't have to. Um, This is a point that I really, really struggled with when it first came up uh, and wanting it more. Um, I I guess, like, if I think about it, I think uh, I shared in the program as well that, it was like there's a bucket and kind of sex, pornography, masturbation, everything gets chucked in this one bucket and it then has a lid on top of it that says dirty. Mm. Don't go there. But when you get married, we're actually going to separate. We're just going to take sex out of that bucket and now that's going to sit over here and it gets to sit in. Oh, this is lovely. Mm-hmm. But the other two still stay in this bucket. And if you could describe that, is it like missionary position? No one's touching any parts. Like, how would you describe that type of sex that's okay and pure and beautiful? Well, no one really talks about it. So I just kind of assume, like, give you, like, it's natural. It's not natural. It's not like it, it doesn't make sense. Just because there's a hole doesn't mean it's necessarily going to fit in there. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, I guess missionary, um, don't go exploring too much and certainly don't, like, I don't know. Like, don't touch your or, clitoris. Like, don't do Yeah, like, you don't touch stuff. yourself. No. Like, I, I, I'm not to pleasure myself. It's hands-free. He's not, he's not to pleasure himself. Um. Both have to have so, like or but orgasm, female orgasm is very vague in that scenario. Yeah. So it was all very oh, I don't I don't know, like we were trying to get help for like stopping masturbating. And this course actually showed me that um that's actually okay. <laughs> and it's it's really helpful. Yeah. It's incredibly helpful. Um, for me not feeling that that pressure um, so we decided to rename it you know it's more like self-love or um, exploring learning about my body he's learning about his so that we actually can bring each other more pleasure rather than just being like I mean I couldn't even tell him whether I was liking something or not because I felt like I was intruding on his experience Um, that's right because before you got married you you were masturbating you were learning about your body yeah so what so when you got now we're going back so when you got married that went out the window like in terms of you understanding your body and what worked for you you didn't communicate that or continue that not really. Um, and I very much was like, right, I'm married now, so I don't need that. Don't need to mess with me because mm. he can provide that for me. Um, and he was very much the same. But any time that we slipped up, we felt like we had to confess to one another that we had, like, stolen an opportunity from one another. I mean, looking back on it, it was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was 
what we seriously believe. And so when it was brought up in the course, like body week, and I just was, I was nearly ready to quit because I just was so confused. And so I don't know how to move past this. Um, And it took a huge conversation with my husband and I was actually talking about like, but what would it actually look like? And did we feel like we were losing out? Um, And we didn't because once the XDs came in, it was like, as long as it's not taking away from those, then what, what's the problem? Like, honestly, what's the problem? Um, so I took masturbation out of the bucket and was like, let's revisit this. Mm-hmm. Let's have a think about how we could frame this to be helpful for us rather than dirty or negative. Um, yeah, it was empowering. I mean, this um, is huge what you did. Yeah. Like, the, it's huge. And I'm wondering, what do you think enabled you to be able to do this? Because religious trauma and shame is some of the hardest stuff to get over because it's connected to your eternal life. Yeah. It's connected to your morality. It's connected to the deepest part of you as a human being. So what was it that helped you do that? Um, I mean, I have to believe that, you know, I believe there's a greater power and I honestly think he helped me. And it was something that you said as well. You, you said um, that, you know, if there's like a God or whatever you, whoever you believe that God is in your life, he gave you an organ that actually has nothing to do with your reproduction, simply to do with pleasure. Why would you have that? And I was like, yeah, hang on. Why would I have that? That's that's right. <laughs> um, and so, like, I started thinking about it more like an orgasm is simply like a sneeze. It's just an outworking of the body. It's a bodily function. It is not the epitome of connection. Like, actually, that's probably the most disconnecting part of the whole sexual experience for me, my husband. Like, once that's done, it's kind of like, oh, right. Cool, that happened. Um, But it was like, wow, that's not orgasm isn't sex and but also yeah I've been given a clitoris that had nothing to do with me having a baby so why would it be there Mm -hmm. if it wasn't meant to be used for pleasure (laughs) um yeah I mean I was an anxious crying stressed mess like Three days, I was just like, couldn't think. I was just like going around in circles going, do I continue this? Do I not? How do I, like, I didn't want to do body week. I was like, but how do we move forward with the course? Because I genuinely believe this is working. And so I was like, I said to myself, I was like, well, just give it a go. Hmm. And if it feels completely wrong to you and you are not comfortable with it, Kara, then you can never do it again. Just give it a go and have that hard conversation and see where it goes. It's how I had to treat the whole course. It was like, I invested in this. One, I paid money. Two, I'm giving a heck of a lot of time. And three, I'm turning my whole world upside down to try and connect with my husband and that's what I desperately want to do and I was just at that point where I would do anything so it was that moment where I I thought I've just got to give this a go and it didn't mean I couldn't go back on it and be like no that's not for me Mm -hmm. I just thought it was worth a a chance and it's working (laughs) wow that's amazing so you gave yourself permission you said, I'm going to give it a try, but this doesn't mean that I have to do it. If it feels wrong, then I won't do it. 
I'll listen to myself. I trust myself. Yeah. That's incredible. You have something in you. I can see it in your, I wish the listeners could see your face because there's like a deep resolve. And do you, would you say you have a little bit of like not rebellion in you, but there's some like feistiness in your core? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, everyone in my life would say I'm highly passionate. I can be incredibly um, if I'm not in something or I'm struggling with something, I can almost appear like disconnected. Mm. Um, but when I get like a fire about something, I'm like, I need to talk about this. I need to do something about this. Um, so yes, I, I'm quite a passionate, <laughs> passionate person with a cause. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so where do we go from here? I'm just so like, I, I'm really so my mind is so blown that you had come from such a place like such from totally the other end of the spectrum in terms of mindset. And then in just I mean, body week is uh, week five. Yeah. I think um, week one and two were awesome. I was like yeah I'm into this this is great um even going into like uh pleasure and intuition they were hard they were hard weeks and I felt like I was just getting it wrong and not understanding um and I kind of like retracted and then when we hit body week I was like oh I don't want to do this why am I doing this? Um, but it was actually turning up. It was turning up and listening to other women and hearing their experiences and being open to listen to what was going on for them that made me realize, hang on, I'm not alone. I'm not doing this alone. I can turn up. I can learn. And we're all on different journeys. We're all at different places. And that's actually okay. Mm -hmm. um, and every time I turned up, like, I don't know, whether it was you talking or one of the other ladies, it was always bits of gold that I just grabbed and, like, wrote them down and ran with. Um, but I would also say that I cannot just put, this is success down to the program or the fact that I turned up to everything because I was like, I have paid for this and I am going to get every last drop out of it possible. Um, but my husband was on board 100%, watched all the videos, went to the husband calls, like sat down with me, asked me if I wanted to talk, would listen to me for hours um he was available and he made himself available to learn and to listen to what I needed um it made a huge difference it we I think because we were coming from the same purity background the things that I was learning and then talking with him about then he was having his own aha moments and it felt like we did it together even though it was like a course for women. But I actually needed to have those realizations before him because it needed to be cemented in me before it could be passed on. Um, it's been easier for him to actually make it work or transform it. Um, we were actually just talking about it last night and he said that in the last husband video um, that he had he had realized that like, you know some husbands would really struggle with this mm -hmm. but he his thing was and I think your husband had said it too about I'm trying to say this right that we could either go back to what it was which was stupid and dumb and not it, like we just weren't getting anywhere yeah like we could go back to that mm -hmm. and try or he could like grab everything I'm offering and just take what I'm offering and it was going to be a hundred times better than where we were 
Yeah. And it was just worth him trying to make it work. And yeah, we've had amazing connections um, since. And even just uh, from like two weeks in, I went from being like, come home and save me from the children to come home because I really want to see you. Mm. I want to hang out with you. I want to be with you. You're my person. I chose you. And I really, I'm choosing you now. Like I'm doing this course because I am choosing you and I want to want you. You are mine and I'm yours and I really want to do this with you. Um, so it felt really team in the end. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. And yeah, the husbands are a bit of a wild card. You don't know how they're going to react and you, you can't force it. You can't push it. You just can only empower yourself and become the leader of your own sexuality and see what happens. <laughs> he surprised me. He surprised you. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. what were some challenges that he faced? Um He's been pretty embracing. Um of it. Uh I think some of the challenges were the same things as me, like reframing um sex and, and masturbation and all of that within our relationship. Um I think trying to figure out like oh gosh what would some of the challenges be I think touch when I started putting boundaries in he just like kept I guess as he would put it breaking them and I'd be like hey please don't do that and then he would feel really guilty for breaking what I'd put in place so we had to have the discussion I'm like you're not failing we've got to learn like you're gonna screw up just screw up and let's talk about it um I think he going from his expectation that he would even look at me and I would be like that go away leave me alone um to me actually initiating stuff and him being like Am I, am I meant to hug you back? Am I, what am I meant to do? Like, what are the rules? I yeah, want to follow was, the rules. <laughs> he was, he's a very, he's a rule follower. Yeah. So, um, I just slowly had to re, like I said, I'm stripping it right back and then let's talk and figure out where we're going from here because it's not going to work if we can't reintroduce some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, yeah, that was probably one of his hardest things. And then when it was like um, during like experiences being like, uh, don't talk, oh, don't do this. And he's like, I think it took him a while to get used to asking and still was learning. Can I put my hand here? <laughs> like, is that okay? Because he's like, <laughs> I don't know, like hands up in the air, just like not sure what to do with himself. Like he's like, am I meant to just lie here or what, what do you want me to do? So I, it's been really good because it's made me communicate a lot more. And now there are some things that I'm just like, you don't need to ask about that. I'm actually 100% okay with that. And you can always put your hand here or here. Um, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not fussy about that at all. Whereas there's other things where I'm like, Please never do that unless I say so. Um, yeah. I think it's hard, like, especially when it's always been him driven, you know, yeah. him, like him initiating, him trying to get me in the mood um, and him trying to like, I guess, get something out of me. Yeah. Like, warm, can you warm please? her up. So he yeah. Did, yeah. <laughs> um, as he would say, used to be like being with a piece of paper that just did nothing. Um, whereas now it's like, oh, she's actually interested in me. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's that been like for you? Because I know a lot of women struggle initially with being more of the leader in the bedroom because they feel like, uh, I don't know what I'm going to like. There's can be some fear. Also thinking, well, now I have to lead it into this sort of 
intense erotic experience that he's gonna like what was your journey with that um our first HD was so awkward uh but beautiful in the end because I was like I don't even know what I want and now I'm meant to tell you what I want like this is crazy um but we just ended up like I decided this is about having fun and I remember you saying it being about learning. And um, so we've done a lot of laughing, a lot of like picking fun at things that we think are just hilarious. Um, we were watching a movie the other night and someone was like, they were like passionately kissing and holding each other's necks and all this stuff. And we just like, I just like lost it. It was so funny. Um, and so for me it was hard to learn to lead um but also now I feel like I'm kind of like getting a bit more of a rhythm and more thinking about I've been spending a lot more time at the start thinking where do I want to be what do I want to wear what do I want my environment to be like and what do I want tonight like where where am I heading with this am I like an absolute no I don't want to go towards like anything sexual or am I like okay I'm kind of open to that and let's see where it goes and if it's an absolute no like I'm like right we're go we're just not I I'm laying the foundation and saying straight up it's not going there I'm not feeling okay with this um we've had one night and our most recent one where we went there and and afterwards I just was like did I want to do that did I want to do that because I wanted him to like have that or did I do it because I wanted to and I, I still don't know I don't know the answer but I'm like I, we were learning and for once we actually like you know some stuff happened in between and we were talking about it and and at what would have usually become this huge big blown argument ended up actually being like a conversation and then we just moved on and like continued and I was like wow this is so cool <laughs> it's so nice um I don't get it right all the time but He's, he's, I think you say a lot about your husband as well, but my husband's a really good responder and he's really like responsive to, to me and really good at listening um, to what I need um, and just willing to try. So I think he's given me that safety that I needed to be able to be 100% myself and just say, yes, no, I'm feeling this or I'm not feeling this. And um, yeah, just going with it. And he's always reminding me, we're like halfway through and he's like, are you sure you want, do you really want to do this? Like you don't have to, if you don't want to, you know, when he can see that I'm like freaking out a little bit or going, oh, he's like, you can stop. Mm. Oh yeah, I can. It's an option. <laughs> it's actually an option now. I don't just have to continue this. Yeah. But then being given the opportunity to think, do I want this? Oh okay no I do I do let's continue <laughs> yeah. yeah that reflection piece is just so valuable for the rest of our lives that's what we're going to be doing is just learning every single time what a relief we don't have to perform or be anybody that we're not we can just yeah learn more and more about ourselves yeah so good well, I think I think that was a good conversation. That was about an hour. So, <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for for doing this with me. I think it's going to help so many women, especially those who have gone through purity culture. And and you you're still in uh, you're still a Christian, like you're still in your faith. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just also really neat. That's a unique perspective as well, where you've done the healing work and stayed within the religion and. I'm guessing made your faith even stronger now because you, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. And um, yeah, it's just really great to sit down with you and hear your full story because that's something I don't usually get to, to hear within the program. So thank you so much for doing this with me. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. I hope you got as much out of it as I did and I will talk to you in the next one. Bye for now.
If you've enjoyed this episode, I have a favor to ask of you. It's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex. What would really, really help is if you would leave a rating and a review. And I know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts, but please, I beg you, it would really, really help so that more women who need this message will hear it. All you have to do is go into your Apple podcast app. It's the purple icon. And if you go to the podcast page where it shows my face, and has a little button that says latest episodes. If you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews, there's a little purple writing thing that says write a review. If you click on that, it will ask you to give it a five stars. Actually, you can put any stars, but five is what I would love. And put a title and then write your review. Thank you so much for supporting this little venture here and I really am so grateful. If you are curious about wanting it more and how this program could help you want to enjoy sex more with your husband and you feel like it may be a great next step for you, you can go to janadentonhouse.com slash wanting it more to sign up for the waitlist, to learn more to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it. I'll see you next one.